Do you struggle with emotional eating? Where maybe you find yourself getting really angry or upset. And then after you eat, you feel guilty. And so really this whole idea about processing your emotions is something that's really important to your overall health. So in the last episode, I talked about noticing and naming what those emotions are. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what it actually means to sit with your emotions. So to free up your energy, all that energy that you've been using to avoid or to suppress those emotions, as well as to be able to make conscious, deliberate choices, instead of letting your emotions make the choices for you, this is key to being able to make choices that align with your long-term goals. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang, and this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you wanna find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 188. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So tomorrow is my dad's 84th birthday. And it's interesting. I'm really excited. I'm so grateful that we're getting to celebrate his birthday with him. And yet at the same time, there's this feeling of it's really hard to watch my parents age. You have that sort of bittersweet feeling, right? That conflict. And because I'm talking about emotions, I was I was actually just trying to think of ways to to really trigger some emotions in you. Like, what are some of your favorite songs or movies, right? And ultimately, I think the reason they are our favorites is because of how they make us feel. Even songs like I Feel Good by James Brown, right? This is all about knowing or what it feels like to be alive. And so it's interesting because the song, I Feel Good, is really pointing to this notion that emotions are somehow inherently good or bad. And in last week's episode, I actually talked about how that's really not the case. There's no such thing as a good emotion or a bad emotion, right? If you're feeling positive is an as in, I feel good, it generally means that you're in a situation 
where you're telling yourself you're on the right track, that your needs and your wants and your goals are being met. Whereas if you're experiencing a negative emotion, then you're likely actually getting a signal that there's some sort of threat to your wants and needs and goals being met. So I talked about this in the last episode, right? Every emotion serves a function. It's a warning sign to notice if there's a problem of some sort. It's a way to give us energy to motivate us to change. And ultimately, it helps us connect with other people. So when you think about emotions, I like to think about it as waves. Like if you're watching the surf at the ocean and you can see that the waves, some of them are little ones, some of them, some of them are big ones. There's different levels of intensity. So if you think of emotions like waves, they have energy. And like waves, they come and go. And so what I want you to understand is that processing emotions is like letting those waves wash over you as opposed to trying to fight them or avoid them, trying to escape them, right? So the interesting thing about emotions is that when they're little ones, like little waves, it's not scary, right? We let them wash over us. They may not actually even make it past our ankles. But the big ones can feel scary. If you're not a strong swimmer, for example, those big ones may actually trigger fear in you. Like, oh my, I'm going to drown. And so then, if that's the case, if, if we haven't learned the skill of how to process, it's, it's very easy to understand why we try to avoid them. Because no one wants to feel like they're drowning. As a matter of fact, this reminds me of Star Wars and Yoda, where there's that famous quote that fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. And again, what I want you to remember, though, is unlike a a wave of water where you don't know how to swim and you can drown, emotions cannot hurt you, okay? Your emotions are asking you, they're teaching you, and they're helping you. They're giving you energy to move. And it's actually when we avoid emotions that we do get hurt. When we are avoiding emotions, whether it's through distraction or through coping or by suppressing them, right? Where we're instead of going through them, we're going, we're trying to go around them or over or under them, <laughs> anything but through them. That's when we get hurt. That's when we start overreacting. That's when we start reacting impulsively. Where we're doing things that actually don't serve us. So there's one other distinction I want to make here. And that is that 
processing your emotions is different from wallowing. Okay, wallowing is when we let our emotions make our choices, when we're projecting how we're currently feeling into the future. And last time I talked about how feelings are more about a state, they're not a trait. So when we talk about I feel happy, it's triggered by a certain set of thoughts. That's different from talking about someone who's a happy person. Actually, and there are some folks that are generally like in a better mood than others. I I like to think of Tigger versus Eeyore, right? Eeyore was always like, woe is me, I lost my tail. Tigger was always happy, didn't really understand what his boundaries were. (laughs) Okay, so I want us to be maybe a little more measured than either one of those characters. All right, so in part one, which was the last episode, I talked about this concept of noticing and naming your emotions, really being able to recognize what you're experiencing. So this is very much like becoming aware of your hunger cues, right? So when I talk about noticing and naming your emotions, We talk about that awareness. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about allowing time and space. We're really talking about sitting with the emotion. So this is about being willing to sit with it, right? To choose to allow yourself to experience what you're feeling. So first thing is we need to be present, And you can try, in addition to naming what the feeling is, acknowledge it, greet it, describe it. So when I say describe, like, instead of just saying good or bad or positive or negative, try using words like comfortable or uncomfortable, soft or hard, pleasant, unpleasant, Does it have a color? Like anger tends to be red. People talk about seeing red. Gratitude. A lot of times people will talk about like a golden yellow. Is the feeling tender? Do you feel really vulnerable? Is it a sharp or dull feeling? Is it tingling? Is it hot? Is it cold? Do you feel numb? So... Get really curious, too, about where in your body you're feeling it. And if you're feeling it in certain parts, but not others, what is going on in those other parts of your body? So again, this is about staying in your body. Okay? And I really want you to lean in. So... When you're sitting with, and we're, again, we're talking about really intense emotions here, right? So if you're feeling it in a certain part of your body, maybe it's in your head, or maybe it's in your belly, try touching that part of your body and breathe space into it. Again, this is about giving it time and space. So allow that energy of the emotion to flow in and through. You can even try closing your eyes and imagine that golden light 
and softness and comfort to settle in. Okay. And be compassionate. Be kind to yourself. Literally, tell that, that emotion. Take as much time as you need. This is how the healing begins. So if you find yourself going into your stories and asking things like, why is this happening? Right? Or why do I feel this emotion? If you catch yourself analyzing, this may actually be a form of avoidance where you're getting back in your head. So I want you instead to get back into your body. Because often we're, we're really trying to escape that emotion, okay? And then one other really important thing is to be aware of primary versus secondary emotions. So when I talk about primary emotions, that's that initial reaction to what happened, right? There's, it can be painful, it can be pleasurable, there's often a really sensitive part to it. So, for example, if you've done something wrong, you may feel guilty. Right? You've, you've hurt someone in the process and you know it. And so guilt as a primary emotion is really meant to motivate you to repair the damage that you've caused to that relationship. Now, for folks that struggle with their weight, especially if you have a history of dieting, since this podcast is about the mindset for lasting weight loss, if you have labeled certain foods as good or bad, and then you tell yourself that you should avoid, say, bad carbs, this is really a setup for disaster. It's a recipe, if you will. Because when you tell yourself you should avoid bad carbs, right, you're triggering feelings of deprivation. Whether it's physical deprivation or psychological scarcity, there's that feeling. And sooner or later, your willpower will be exhausted. And so then you'll give in. And then when you eat those carbs, you'll feel like you've done something wrong. And the reality is, perhaps you've actually harmed yourself. Like perhaps you've eaten some foods that really are going to, in the long run, have some unhealthy consequences. But even in the short term, you may feel guilty because you didn't keep your word to yourself. So if integrity, for example, matters to you, I can understand why there may be some feelings of guilt. But part of the problem is the language that we're using. So when I talk about compassion even, if you're telling yourself that you should avoid bad carbs... Let's try a different phrase, okay? First, let's not label the food good or bad because ultimately, just like emotions, 
there really aren't foods that are good or bad for you. Unless, let's say, if you have celiac disease, then yeah, if you're eating stuff with gluten, it's going to have some negative consequences. You will end up feeling sucky, okay? Or if you're allergic to peanuts and then you have peanuts, there can be some really dire consequences to doing that. But other than those kinds of things, if you have some ice cream or eat a bag of chips or have a cookie, those things one time are not going to create the results that you're worried about. And so we want to reframe how you're thinking about that. Okay. And I will talk about that in a later episode. I've actually talked about that in other episodes as well. But what I really wanted to do is talk about guilt in that, in that context of the, the chronic dieters thinking. Okay. Now there's obviously lots of other primary emotions. Fear is a big one. We talked about like that fear of drowning. That's a primary emotion. Okay. A secondary emotion is an emotion in response to an emotion. So it actually covers up the primary emotion, which, which is more sensitive, which leaves you feeling really vulnerable. And secondary emotions are actually learned behaviors. Secondary emotions are learned. They're protective in nature. They're about defending you. They're about avoiding the emotion, that underlying emotion, and about controlling, controlling situations. And a lot of time, there's, there's also a numbing component to it. So I think about, for example, when I was babysitting my nephew a couple years ago, and there was this whole timeout incident where at one point during it, he said, I hate you. Okay, that that feeling of hate left him with very few options. And what I recognized was that hate was actually a secondary emotion for him. I know in that situation, he lacked the cognitive ability, and probably the verbal, like the actual vocabulary to express how he was really feeling and what had happened that led to the timeout where he had actually started hitting his brother and things like that. So I think there was a lot of hurt where he felt like he was misunderstood. He felt unfairness that he had gotten blamed for something that he thought was really his brother's fault, right? So that hate there was a secondary emotion. The anger was also a secondary emotion, right? So anger protects us from fear, from hurt or sadness, from embarrassment, from frustration. But in the long run, just like the hate, it doesn't really help because what we need to do is get to that primary emotion where we can start asking the questions like, what is this about? So another secondary emotion might be envy, right? That's that 
painful feeling of wanting what someone else has. And then you kind of blame or resent other people for doing well. So in the process, we're protecting ourselves from taking action, which is our responsibility, right? And it protects us from the fear of failure because we haven't even taken action to begin with. But envy can leave you feeling really bitter, right? So these are just a couple examples of a secondary emotion. And now you also know that that famous Yoda quote is actually describing secondary emotions. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering because you can't actually, or you need to get to the root of it in order to really be able to work through it. So again, step one was to notice and name. Step two is now to allow time and space. And this is really about honoring those emotions. Take as much time as you need, right? And in the next couple episodes, we're going to talk about how to shift your focus so that you can pay attention to things that are more important to you, things that you really care about that bring you joy and peace and love so that you can actually, in terms of emotional regulation, choose how you're going to respond to situations that move you in the direction that you want to go. Okay, so I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by the Zen master, Thich Nhat Hanh. I probably mangled the pronunciation. I apologize to all my Vietnamese listeners. (laughs) Okay. So the quote is, Every feeling is a field of energy. A pleasant feeling is an energy which can nourish. Irritation is a feeling which can destroy. Under the light of awareness, the energy of irritation can be transformed into an energy which nourishes. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com and sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. <laughs>